I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon. And this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or heard to help all of us expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. Rami, what are we talking about today? We're talking about one of my favorite things, uh, which are which is waiting in lines. Oh, I was like, when you first were telling me about this episode, I was like, we're talking about lines and lines are your favorite things. I was thinking like literal <laughs> like drawing lines, on, lines a on a piece of paper. Yeah. And so when you led with like, so we're talking about one of my favorite things. I was like, oh, it, really? I'm going to learn something new about you today. Lines are your favorite things. I did know that cues, like lines, another word for lines being cues, are one of your favorite things. I did know this about you. I love lines. I'm so glad you love them. And maybe by the end of this episode, you guys will be more excited about your next line that you get the pleasure of waiting in. Okay. Um, I'm going to be in a lot of lines coming up soon, so I'm excited for this. This is just what oh, I need. I wasn't even thinking about that kind of line, but we'll address that too, Shannon. Oh, we'll okay. address those lines as well. Great. Um, Shannon, yeah. how do you feel about lines? I'm, I'm neither... I'm not a hater and I'm not a lover. I'm somewhere in the middle. So tell me what your gut reaction is when you get somewhere and you see a very long line when you didn't expect it. I'm imagining the airport and I'm like, yeah, there you Ugh. go. Ugh, is my gut reaction if it's really long. Yeah. And I what's, what's your gut reaction? <laughs> When you well, get to the I airport expect, and there's a long line. I expect a super long line at the airport. So <laughs> if it's not like snaking out of the actual building, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is this is manageable. Only because I've been in those lines, like sweating and like, I need to get through this. I need to get on this plane. I'm going to miss my flight enough times that now I plan well ahead for those types of lines. Um, I love lines. They're like one of my favorite things. Like some of my fondest memories take place in lines. Some of my uh, best friends I've made in lines. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Who, yeah, no, we'll talk who about have, it. We're, okay. I'm thinking okay. about you and how, <clears throat> and how much you love barbecue. And I'm thinking about like bar- famous barbecue places Nate and I have gone to all over the country. And those are some long lines. Oh, we're going to talk about that specifically, Shannon. Oh, are we? Okay, so I was oh, thinking yeah. like, oh, I bet Rami met like a best friend in a barbecue line. That's my guess. You you tell me if you're going to tell me if I'm right later. Um, okay, so this is a book. It's called Why Does the Other Line Always Move Faster? The Myths and Misery, Secrets and Psychology of Waiting in Line uh, by David Andrews. Um, so it's divided into three parts. The experience of waiting, the psychology of waiting, the myths of waiting. And he talks about all the things, how they influence our surroundings, how we cope with it, the frustrations, all those things. Uh, I find the book interesting, um, but not as interesting as waiting in lines. Okay. So let's just go through the book and we'll ask some questions along the way and we'll tell some stories. Uh, in the first part of the book, the experience of waiting, um, they explore, our perception of time while waiting in line. And so Andrew explains, Andrews uh, explains that our sense of time can be distorted in different ways while we wait and that our perception of the passage of time can depend on factors such as mood, the length of line, the number of people ahead of us, 
all of that makes sense. Uh, they, he always he also discusses the ways in which our surroundings can impact our experience of waiting, such as music or mm. distracting technology. Mm. Distracting technology being phone, I think. Um, I don't know whether they're distracting technology. I feel like back in the day it used to be like my Game Boy. Um, like that that would make it more pleasurable if we had distracting mm-hmm. technology with us? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so for this section, what it makes me think of is the lines that you're about to get in, which is Disneyland lines, Disney World lines. Yeah. Um, There's a few things that go on with Disney World lines that I think are really fascinating. One is they usually overestimate the length of the line with the timing. To make it feel like it went by faster. Uh-huh. So you're getting in a line uh-huh. and it says 50 minutes. You're like, okay, you guys were all ready. We're going to do this. We're going to be here for minutes. 50 minutes. And then you get out of there and it was 40 minutes. You're like, wow, that 50 minutes was really fast. Yes. Under promise, over deliver. And it's like a psychological thing to make you feel like it's moving faster than it actually is. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Uh, a lot of people, Shannon, will play Heads Up. You should download Heads Up before you go. Oh, that's a good idea. You will see everyone doing that. Oh, um, that's a really good so idea. Charades is a fun thing to do when you're like very much parked. Uh, eating while waiting in those lines is an <laughs> excellent diversion. Uh, we'll pack like sandwiches and snacks and stuff. If we know it's a long line, we're like, all right, this is where we're having our lunch. Like it's way better use of our time in line than going and sitting in a restaurant when we could sit in lines all day. Yeah. Um, But let me ask you this question. When you wait in a line by yourself, DMV or some other boring line, what do you end up doing to distract yourself? Lately, I have been listening to podcast episodes. So like my pharmacy line is always long and awful for some reason. And so I finally was just like, you know what? I'm just going to chill out, pop my AirPods in and listen to a podcast episode until I get to the front of the line. I love it. Um, Do you remember being little and going to lines like with your parents and like having to pack like a book? And they're like, we're going, we're going wherever we're going. uh, And it's going to be a long time. So like bring a book or like some sort of activity. Cause we're just going to be sitting there for a long time. Yeah. I do that with Talia when we go to the doctor. Cause it's like kind of a, the specific doctor that we take her to, it's kind of a crapshoot of like how long we'll be waiting. And so we bring mm-hmm. books to read whenever we're there. Cause we're pretty, we do a lot of screen at home, but we don't do screen in public. Like we're not the people who bring out the screen in the restaurant. Not like demonizing that, but um, try to have that be the moment for books. Yeah. And I feel like that happens still. Like um, I went to see a movie the other day and there were a bunch of people who got there early with us and they were all reading books and then it was getting them all to talk about the books that they were reading and oh. everybody was like asking them questions like, Oh, I read that book. Like, where are you at? Like, what do you think of it so far? Uh, have you read the other books by the same author? Like it oh. helps spark conversation because they know what you're into where like with the podcast thing, it's like, Oh, you might be listening to 
some podcasts that I also listen to, so we could talk about it, but I don't know what podcast you're listening to. Right. There's no Unless visual. Unless you like turn There's your no phone around and like show everybody. <laughs> As if it's like a book podcast. cover in my hand. Mm, this is what I'm listening to right now. If anyone wants to interrupt it to talk to me about this podcast that we both like. <laughs> I'm just imagining exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. So the second part of the book is... Uh, the psychology of waiting, which delves deeper into the emotion and psychological effects of waiting in line. Um, he discusses how waiting can evoke feelings of boredom, anxiety, and frustration, and how different types of lines can have different psychological effects on us. So he examines a way in which we can cope with waiting, such as distraction or socialization, and how these coping mechanisms can impact our experience of waiting. Which I think is fine. It's like, yeah, if you're in a line in the sun waiting for, I don't know, ice cream, you're probably more excited about your ice cream than if you're waiting in a cold area for something cold. Or if you're in a hot area waiting for something hot, right? Like if you're in a hot line waiting for, I don't know, hot chicken, probably like, I don't know why I'm doing this because <laughs> it's just going to make me hotter at the end of this. Um so finally, the third part, the myths of waiting, he talks about the different misconceptions about waiting in line, and he examines the belief that the other line always moves faster, which is not necessarily true. But what I think is really interesting, if there are certain lines that you get in frequently, I find that people have uh, like specific ideas of which one moves faster. So my oh. brother has been driving on the 405. And my wife was like, okay, here's the deal. You want to be in this specific lane. Like there's five <laughs> lanes. Like you don't want to be in this lane. You want to be in this other lane. And like that's lane for sure that goes the fastest. <laughs> and so I was like thinking about that and asking some of my coworkers. They're like, oh yeah, this is the lane that I get in. This is the lane that I get in. And like it's for sure the fastest lane. Yeah. Um, and it may be. I have no idea. I just, I look at the traffic. I'm like, they're all kind of moving the same pace. Like. Maybe. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to know if you're going faster or slower. When I'm I, bored on the 405, I'll pick a big vehicle that's in the lane that I think I should be in and watch them uh -huh. while we're not moving to see if they're, like, actually moving faster than me. Yeah. And I can usually see them for most of the time, so I don't feel like I made a bad decision. Yeah, yeah. This was me on the highway yesterday, and actually, Talia asked a lot of questions, like, why do we take the highway versus the side streets? Why is the speed limit different? Um, Dad usually stays in this lane. Why are you in that lane? Mm -hmm. And yesterday, I ran an experiment where I was like, okay, I'm going to stay in the right lane the whole time through this area that, that's, like, where there's just, like, a lot of exits in a short span to see if I feel like I go faster and I think I did go faster even though I was moving slower for a period of time if that makes any oh, sense ultimately I yes. got through it faster even if like the the average speed was slower yeah that makes sense you know like you can get in the left lane and speed up really quick for a little while but then it's like when you're trying to get back over to the right lane. And I didn't do that this yep. time and it was faster. Yeah. So I think everybody has their own like, oh, if you're going, if you're going to the DMV, you want to be in this line, like that line goes faster. Or you want to go to this DMV because it's a faster DMV. Yes. All these things about like how to save us like fractions of seconds in things, uh, which I think is really funny. He also discusses the idea that <clears throat> 
<clears throat> waiting is a necessary evil and argues that it's possible to make waiting a positive experience through changes in attitude and approach. So this is what I want to hear about, because I'm thinking about where this expands beyond lines. You know, like right now I'm waiting for home remodel to be finished. You know, like how do I make waiting, even if it's not in a line, a more positive experience for whatever you're waiting for? So what is so, what are the tips? Let me talk about my favorite experiences being in lines and then we'll get into like the my top five yeah tips okay um okay so i'm very much into art if you can see me right now you can see that there's a lot of art behind me mm-hmm. uh my wife and i have collected art for a long time we used to drive down to our favorite gallery in austin from minneapolis you just get on 35 and drive <laughs> all the way all the way down which is really strange because you go through a bunch of states. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time we ever did it, we ended up in line for, I don't know. I'm just going to throw a number of hours out there. Like, I don't even think 18 hours, something like that. Whatever it was. It was like overnight. Yeah. Uh, and we ended up next to a guy named Rob. And subsequently, I have become very good friends with Rob and have stayed with him multiple times when I go to Austin. Oh my gosh. He came up here. He stayed with us. Like we became buds in sitting in a line for 18 hours. Holy crap. That's really cool. Here's the thing. If you're in line for something that you are passionate about, more than likely the people around you are going to be passionate about the same things. Yeah. So it's almost like, um, I think back when we were talking about this earlier, I think back to like college when you'd go to get the tickets for your like team. Uh-huh. You're like, okay, we all got to wait in the gymnasium for whatever amount of time so that we can get tickets to the basketball season. Or I went to a college that played hockey. And so everybody was like, you got to wait. Everybody does the thing where you wait a day or whatever. And then everybody gets to buy their hockey tickets in the student section for whatever it was, something cheap. Um, and I feel like being around those people, you found people who were like, oh, let's all get make sure our seats are next to each other so that we can all like after we just spent a day together, like tented Waiting. out in our gymnasium, like then we can have this experience like once every other week when our team plays or whatever it is. Um, and so it's almost like in those lines. I feel like one, you're stuck there for so long that people are excited to have anything to pass the time like they'll bring things to pass the time and as a old line waiter we used to like people used to bring like tables and like board games and it was just like all right we're playing this board game and like at this time we're ordering pizza so who wants in on the pizza we'll like split it um but i feel like having something to help pass the time in line especially if it's me sitting in a chair and you telling me interesting things about the thing that we're both passionate about. And then we can both geek out on that thing yeah. I think is a fun way to pass time. Um, so that's my movie poster line, but let's talk about barbecue. Cause that's what we were going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so I was so, wrong. You didn't, the, the, you didn't meet Rob through a barbecue line, but no, you know, it was a good guess. Tell me your barbecue line story. Okay. So for my, uh, brother's bachelor party we went to austin and um we drove out to a like very 
very famous uh, barbecue place. And it's a bachelor party. So it was like me and my brother, who's a few years younger than me, and all of his friends. And this was like the one thing that we had planned for the entire weekend was like, we're going to we're going to leave as early as we can from Austin because it's like a three hour drive to get to the barbecue place as early as we can because they're only open on Saturdays. And so it was like, okay, so Friday night, whenever you guys are done at the bar, we're going to hop in the minivan, we're going to drive, and we're going to basically wait until they open at noon. So it's going to be like eight hours plus waiting for uh, barbecue. Every single one of them was like, this is a horrible idea. And there's no world where waiting in line is going to be worth it or the food is going to be worth it. And we got there and they're all like tired and we had like packed like drinks for the line and snacks for the line and chairs. And so they all like sat there and like kind of were asleep and tired. I was going to imagine they're hungover. Yeah. From the night before. (laughs) But then everybody around us, we started chatting with them and the people in front of us were like, Oh, we've never been here before either. Like we're super excited. Here are our favorite barbecue places. We're talking about our favorite barbecue places. We're like sharing drinks. We're sharing snacks. They're talking about, their favorite snacks from Bucky's, which was a pit stop on our way back into Austin. Oh my gosh. Um, and they were sharing those snacks. And then as the day started to get a little bit closer, like as soon as we hit like 8 or 9 a.m., the barbecue place started serving drinks and it was like free drinks. You just had to tip them. And so all the boys were like, this is the best thing in the world. So they're having a great time. Everybody's having a great time. Drinks are flowing. I think by the end of it, everybody around us had exchanged numbers. Whoa. Like like the people waiting in front of us obviously knew we were at bachelor party for my brother. They were like, we're planning to send him like a wedding present. It was like the wildest thing. (laughs) And so we sat down to eat our food, eating the food. And I was like, ask them. I was like, okay, so we waited here. Like this has been like a 12 hour ordeal, like worth it not worth it they're like absolutely worth it would definitely do it again like i was like great like you guys all didn't want to get in this line you were sour pusses at the beginning of this line (laughs) and now like you are you are gonna evangelicalize these barbecue lines which i got really excited about yeah rami i feel like you're the kind of person who can make friends wherever you go would you agree or disagree with that I hope so. I just don't think I'm like an extrovert. I think I'm just a, I don't want to sit here in silence vert. (laughs) Like I would much rather like just start talking to someone about anything I can find that we have in common. To sit and look on your phone. For sure. Yeah. I think people are fascinating. I really appreciate that about you. Want, I think people want to talk. You just need to find the right thing to talk to them about. Yeah. Yeah. You're very good at that. You're very good at that. Sorry, I digressed there a little bit, but I was just curious, you know, because I feel like there are people who really could just like get in any line and make friends with anyone. Um, but I think yours is a different flavor. Yeah, because I, I would agree. Like, I wouldn't say that you're really sometimes I think of extroverted people as being like kind of boisterous. You're not a boisterous person to me, but like, yeah, like you just find that like one on one hook and then it's like you're hooked in conversation. So- So I would say to everyone, 
Long lines are fun, especially if it's something you find interesting. We have two different barbecue places here in LA that end up getting long lines. So people will show up early and wait. It's the same thing. Like people are just excited about the food and the experience. And so talking to them like, Oh, what other barbecue do you like? You got a hat says brisket on it. Like, do you make your own brisket? Where's your favorite brisket? Like, where have you had it? Here's my favorite brisket. Like being in a line waiting for something with other people who are equally excited to wait is like my favorite space. Cause it's just like a bunch of passionate people excited for something that they know is going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You're inspiring me to want to think of something I'm passionate about that I can stand in line for. <laughs> and I can't, there's nothing that comes to mind like in this moment, but I'll have to think about it some more. I do have fond memories of sitting in barbecue lines with Nate. We went through a phase of that, um, but I can't, I don't remember meeting anybody in those lines. You guys were just staring deeply into each other's eyes. I guess. Probably just like talking to each other. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's why I love lines. Um, I feel like as long as what you're waiting for is worth it, the experience always becomes a positive one. Mm. So there's a place here in L.A. that we've talked about before called Howlin' Ray's that does Nashville-style hot chicken. And it used to be that you couldn't pre-order, you couldn't sit down, like there was no anything. You just got in the line, which was at its lowest, I would say like an hour to two hours. And at its worst, like three to four hours, five hours. Um, and so anytime anybody would come into town, we'd say, all right, we're going to go to Howlin' Ray's. It's going to be three hours. We'll have some snacks, we'll like whatever, but like we're just gonna sit in line for that long. And every single time, every single time, people are like, no way, there's no way it's worth it. There's no way waiting in this line is worth it. And as soon as they have a few bites, they're like, it was worth it. It was definitely <laughs> worth waiting in the line. I'm like, look, as long as it's worth whatever you get from the outcome, uh, no matter how bad you think the experience is, you're always gonna look fondly back on that line and waiting experience. Mm. All right. Should we get into uh, some tips here? My top five tips I took away from the book. What are your tips for waiting in line? Okay. So waiting can be made more pleasant by focusing on positive aspects of the experience, such as the opportunity to relax or reflect. Love it. So if you want to journal waiting in the DMV line, maybe your chance to do it. Yeah. Uh, positive social interactions while waiting, such as conversations with fellow line waiters, can improve our mood and make waiting more enjoyable. I've hearkened on that quite a bit. Yeah, you've demoed that beautifully. Uh, we can improve our experience of waiting by being proactive and taking steps to reduce boredom and anxiety, such as bringing a book or engaging in mindful breathing. So maybe that's your time to follow a breathing exercise with your AirPods while you're waiting for your uh, pharmacy to be ready for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. Were you gonna say something? Uh, I'm just remembering Tali and I got stuck in a terrible traffic situation. It should have taken 45 minutes to get there and it took an hour and a half. Um, and so we picked an audiobook and we started an audiobook together during that time. It was like there was an accident so, and people weren't moving yeah. anywhere for a long period of time. <laughs> So, audiobooks for sure, for the win. Uh, for sure. 
our attitude towards waiting can impact our experience. So reframing it as a positive opportunity can make it more tolerable. So when you were asking, I've got a lot of uh, construction on my house. How can I, how can I make this waiting more experience? I would say maybe you can reframe it and think of it as you guys are doing so much for future Shannon and family that like the, the negatives of being there now and having to deal with it, like will be immensely outweighed by all the positives of the amazing fixes and updates to your house that you'll have. Well, and it's interesting you say that because every time I tell people we're moving through a major remodel right now, they're like, Oh my God, that must be awful. Oh, <laughs> like this is terrible. The waiting. Oh, that's the worst. And that is n- not how I feel whatsoever. <laughs> like, no, it's actually really exciting and and joyful. And it's like something to look forward to every day of like, mm-hmm. oh, what did they get done that day? Uh, but I don't think Nate is having the same experience as I am, my husband. So um, maybe we'll talk about these tips <laughs> later tonight. <laughs> yes. Uh, the last one, which I really like, is the book really emphasizes the importance of empathy and consideration for others while waiting in line as our behavior can impact the experiences of those around us. So that's where I say, like, the more we are open to a great experience waiting in a line, I think it helps others be open to that also great experience. So maybe your continued uh, positive outlook towards construction will help shift Nate's outlook towards the construction as well. Yeah, I hope so. Well... With that, we would love for you guys to connect with us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And Rami, I'm already guessing what you're going to want them to share. I want to know about your favorite line experience. Tell us why it was so great. Um, I want to know if you've ever met a friend in a line and like became like Rami's story. Have you ever met somebody in a line and now you're like friends in real life? I love it. With that, I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this has been Workplace Hugs. Workplace Hugs.